Welcome to St. James Scottish Episcopal Church in Leith. This podcast features edited highlights from our online Zoom service held on Sunday, May the 16th, 2021. To join us online or for more information, please go to stjamesleith.org.uk. Thank you. <laughs> um, because as you might have noticed, those of you who are particularly observant, you might have seen that I'm not in the usual room where I've led services from before. I've moved slightly closer to Leith. So, <laughs> um, so the, the theme for our service today is connectedness, about being connected. It's wonderful to be connected in this way on Zoom. But as you're beginning to realize, we are moving very slowly back into the church. And as we go through this rather complicated terrain of coming out of lockdown, I hope you'll all be very patient with us. But what I want to say right from the beginning is we are not going to lose any of you. We are absolutely determined, Geoffrey and Ian and and Colin and Suzanne and everybody, very determined to make sure that we keep connected with one another, even though you might be in a different part of the British Isles or you might be in a different part of the world. So... We just want to stay as one together, and that's very important. So we're going to try and work it out as we go along. So please be patient as we have these different situations. So Ian is in church this morning with the music group. Uh, Rosie, I think you've got Simon and Caroline and Rachel with you. Is that right? And Richard. Oh, and Richard. Sorry, Richard, I didn't see you. (laughs) Douglas. Yeah, fantastic music, thank you. And as I say, Ian is also in the church and will be um, giving, offering us our reflection and then taking over the service at the end. So let's just have a few moments quiet and let's just bring our, still our hearts to the Lord and remember that he is with us wherever we are. Friend and stranger, welcome in the name of Jesus. We gather together, putting our trust in the grace and mercy of God. Amen. moments of quiet as we gather our thoughts and look into the eyes of Jesus 
knowing his love for each one of us. Trusting in God's forgiveness, let us in silence confess our failings and acknowledge our part in the pain of the world. May, May God, God forgive us, Christ renew us, and the Spirit enable us to grow in love. So our psalm is Psalm number one, which we actually have written a version of um, at St. James, and we're going to sing it. So I have to point out to you at this point that in our beautiful music notes, it says it's best sung to an easy bossa nova rhythm. If the tempo of 105 beats per minute, it's crucial that, is right, then congregational <laughs> swaying will be irresistible. It'll be irresistible. So we're, we're hoping for a lot of Zoom swaying and Richard's going to start us off with the best 105 beats per minute bossa nova he can muster up. Over to you, Richard. God, source of all being, eternal word and Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. Today's gospel is from John 17, 6 to 21. Glory to Christ our Saviour. And we're going to use a slightly different um, acclamation at the end, uh, and I'll invite you to say praise to Christ in glory. Um, at the end. Thank you. 
I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them, and know that in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. We give thanks for this holy human story. Praise, Praise to Christ, Christ in glory. And first of all, thank Judas. At the beginning of the service, he talked about the importance of connecting and being connected with one another. And I think COVID has made that extremely difficult and um, made us look for creative ways in which we can remain connected. But I think uh, hopefully our New Testament passage will give us some sort of theology behind the importance of being connected uh, to one another. And I must say, of all the gospel passages to reflect, uh, preach on first up, this would be one that I would seek to avoid, um, because it, I think it's one of the most mystical passages in the New Testament, and therefore not really given to clarity and explanation. Um, so forgive me for some clumsy expression. Um, in this. So the context of this beautiful prayer by Jesus for unity is the Last Supper with food eaten, feet washed, and where Judas is left uh, to pursue his act of betrayal. And Jesus looks to heaven and prays for himself, for his disciples, and then other believers. And I personally recognize a thread of grief running through this prayer uh, because recently a close friend of mine 
died of cancer. And in her last conversation with me, she talked about her three children aged between about 19 and, and 24. Um, and in a roundabout way, was asking me to be there for them, particularly the youngest, to help them in what she perceived was going to be a hard, harsh world, made even harder by the loss of their mum. And I think Jesus, this is exactly what Jesus is doing, asking God to protect those that he loves uh, from what he knows to be a hostile world. And I think the world here does not mean creation or even individuals, but more the systems that control how the world operates, the what St. Paul called the principalities and powers, a world which operates often counter to God's kingdom values, where injustice and inequality, oppression and violence are a reality. And in this prayer, Jesus specifically asks that the disciples are protected, sanctified in truth. In other words, set apart so that they do not collude in these operating systems that go against the kingdom values of compassion and justice and peace and service and nonviolence. And then finally, Jesus prays that they stay connected together in unity. And I think the prayer gives us a fascinating insight into how Jesus perceives the world. And it's significant how relational and circular his prayer is, connecting things and people together. And firstly, it gives us a glimpse of the beautiful, intimate, self-giving and generous nature of the relationship between the father and son. The disciples are a gift from the father uh, who the son then receives and cares for and then who offers back to the father. And the identity and the very being of the disciples is grounded in this intimate loving and sharing that goes on uh, in and between the Trinity. And then Jesus, at the end of that uh, reading, invites also invites us and all believers into that center of the Trinity when he says, I also pray for those who believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, that the world may believe that the, that the world sent me. And because our lives are hidden with Christ in God, we are connected with one another in what Martin Luther King described as the garment of destiny. In other words, what happens to another, however far away in the world, affects me and what happens to me affects another and I think COVID-19 has revealed this truth it is becoming clear that by just looking after ourselves our island by ensuring that we're vaccinated is not the answer because if we do not care about those who live in India and other countries sooner or later new strains will enter our shores that vaccinations do not provide immunity from so a glo glo global unified response is needed, which understands how connected we all are. Similarly, our faith is never about our own isolated presence before God, because we are connected to one another in Christ. And I think part of the Christian transformation is not only that Christ, that we become Christ in a broken world, 
but we increasingly recognize Christ's light in others. And this is why it is important to stay connected. And the more we connect, especially with those who are different from ourselves, with other faith, other classes, suffering people, members of the LGBT plus community, refugees, etc., and see part of ourselves in them and parts of them in us, the more we will encounter Christ. And on the last uh, Sunday of Easter, I just want to illustrate how Christ is hidden and revealed in ordinary people by running through some of the stories we've heard very briefly. On Easter day, Mary Magdalene sees the gardener by the tomb, and it's not until she hears her name lovingly spoken that she then recognizes the gardener as Christ. And a few days later, we have Cleopas and one other, possibly his wife, walking along the Emmaus road, conversing with a stranger. And it is not until they break bread together that they recognize the stranger as Christ. And then we have the story of Thomas, unwilling to believe, so that Jesus invites him to touch and be touched by his wounds. And only then does Thomas recognize Christ in the wounds. And the Thomas story uh, expresses particularly my experience of pastoral ministry especially those suffering from profound, profound grief. But in my attempt to walk with them in their vulnerability, a reversal happens as they minister to me as much as I do them. I'm so touched by their woundedness that I recognize Christ in them. They become like Christ to me. And the post-resurrection, Jesus is no longer an isolated presence that some fortunate people get to see. Jesus has died and Christ has risen. And in the final glorious finale of Easter season, which we uh, celebrated or the church celebrated last Thursday, the ascension happens where Christ leaves us and is taken away to heaven. But in another sense, is given to the world in a new and universal way, no longer located in one physical space to the exclusion of all others, but available everywhere. So as we are in Christ, we are connected with one another. And I'd like to just end with a sonnet by a, a poet called Malcolm Geit called The Ascension. We saw his light break through the cloud of glory whilst we were rooted still in time and place. As part became a part of heaven, as earth became a part of heaven's story, and heaven opened to his human face. We saw him go, and yet we were not parted. He took us with him to the heart of things, the heart that broke for all the brokenhearted, is whole and heaven-centered now, and sings, sings in the strength that rises out of weakness, sings through the clouds that veil him from our sight whilst we ourselves become his clouds of witness and sing the waning darkness into light, his light in us and ours in him concealed, which all creation waits to be revealed. Amen. We're thinking about connectedness this morning. Uh, so the refrain for the prayers to this morning is, I will say Christ has broken down the barriers and could you respond, we are one in him.
Christ has broken down the barriers. We are one. God who created us in families, families where everyone is different, give us the grace to recognize in our church family, other people's gifts and strengths and to celebrate them, but also give us the courage to express our own gifts. Christ has broken down the barriers. We are one in him. If one member of the body suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together with it. Help us to grasp this is not just a memorable turn of phrase. It's actually meant to be a reality. And we don't always find it easy. And sometimes the rejoicing is hard too, if we feel others have been more blessed than ourselves. We are not always kind and generous, God. Remake us in your image every day. Christ has broken down the barriers. We are one in him. Lord Jesus, as you protected your disciples when you were with them and continue to protect us now, help us to protect and care for each other as we are sent out into the world. Christ has broken down the barriers. We are one in him. And help us to see your world as you see it, intimately connected with evil in one part affecting the whole. At the moment, we particularly remember India in the grip of a terrifying wave of disease and all those in our own community of Leith who have friends or family in India. We remember the desperately dangerous situation in Israel and we pray for a ceasefire in the short term. In the long term, there will never be peace without justice. Show the world, oh God, how in this situation, justice and healing can go hand in hand. Christ has broken down the barriers. We are one in him. We pray for our own country of Scotland and for the new members of the Scottish Parliament sworn in this week. You know all the uncertainties of the years ahead. We pray that they and we will be able to act in the best interests of all in the communities, particularly those who have little influence and few resources. If they suffer, we all suffer. Help us in our forward thinking to give them top priority. Christ has broken down the barriers. We are one in him. And we pray for our own church here. We give thanks for Ian, our new rector. And we pray very much for him and for his family still back in Sheffield. Give Ian wisdom to lead us in your way forward 
and give us humility to recognize where we might need to change and develop. Christ has broken down the barriers. We are one in him. God, our parent, you know that the last year has been really hard for all of us. Help us to know how best to re-engage face-to-face and help us not to be judgmental of others who judge the risks differently. We remember all those we know who are suffering in body, mind or spirit. We remember particularly Henry and Jane in Ghana, that Henry may make a full recovery from his very serious cerebral malaria. And we remember baby Ellie recovering from her heart transplant and her parents. We also pray for those who fear for their own future, who are anxious about their children's future, for those who've not been able to see their children, and for all those who've been permanently affected by COVID in one way or another, and those who are mourning the loss of a friend or a loved one or a relationship or a job and a way of life they enjoyed. Help us to be sensitive to the pain of others and sensitive in how we respond. Christ has broken down the barriers. We are one in him. Thank you for being our peace, Lord Jesus. Help us to bring peace to others. Amen. This is the day that God has made. We will not offer to God offerings Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of the Trinity of Love. One, one God. God. Amen. Amen. Amen.